Get ready to experience and receive the grace you long for from the heart of God. Welcome to Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan. Carla is a wife and mother, international speaker, minister, and engaging storyteller known for her transparency with an impactful testimony of how God has transformed her own life. Her desire is to connect you with the heart of God and the truth of how He truly loves and sees you. If you're hurt, if you're broken, if you yearn for God's love and acceptance, let the healing begin. Now, here's Carla Swanigan. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Scandalous Grace, where we leave religion out of it and just bring Jesus. I'm Carla Swanigan, and I'm so glad that you're joining us. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about encounter. We're going to be talking about encountering Jesus. Um, we're going to be talking about intimacy with the Lord and, and things like that, which is really one of my favorite topics. And we're going to be talking a little bit about a book I recently wrote that, that we've just made available on my website, carloswanigan.com. So you'll have to check that out for sure. But if you listened to the show last week, you know that we had, um, the awesome and amazing Ginger Delgado on, and that was such a great show for me. She is so wonderful. If you didn't get a chance to hear that, you can find it on my iTunes podcast, Carla Swanigan Ministries. And you can also find it on our YouTube channel, which is also Carla Swanigan Ministries. And that's Carla with a K. So um, she was on last week. And what we talked about was how she encountered the Lord. Um, she shared a little bit about her testimony, but she also talked about this super cool encounter with Jesus that she had in the middle of the night one night. And that's kind of what led us into today's show, because that's what God's been doing in my life lately, too. So it was a perfectly timed um, episode of the show for this week. And so I'm excited to share with you what God's done in my own life, like what he did with Ginger, but also what he wants to do in your life and how all of this is biblical and, and how it's the power of the Holy Spirit within us that's always pointing us back to Jesus and wooing us to the Lord and, um, you know, God wants to talk to you. We've talked about the power of the prophetic word. He wants to share his heart with you. He wants you to know who he really is. He wants to connect with you. And, um, the way that we do that, a lot of times you might hear it mentioned in church or in Christian, um, nomenclature as, you know, spending time with God in your secret place. Um, that's the way that I've heard it spoken of in Christianity a lot. And even in the scriptures, it talks about going away with God at the secret place, but if you think about it, in even in the New Testament, Jesus talked a lot about um, getting away with God and doing only what the Father was doing and saying only what the Father was saying. But it also tells us in Scripture that the Lord, even throughout his ministry, even in those busy, those three years that he was just jam-packed with ministry time before he went to the cross for us, he took time away to go and be with the Father. And that's not out of religion. That's not out of like a chore we have to do or like a check off the box that we need to do as believers that God expects of us. It's for our own good. It's for our peace. It's so that we can um, meet with the Lord and get filled up and get refreshed and, and get equipped and, and just to have fellowship with him. I mean, think about it when you can see your friend, you can talk about your friend, you can see them on social media, but isn't it great when you get to go have lunch with your friend? Or meet up with one of your girls for a coffee date, you know, 
or um, hang out with the guys, you know, and, and toss the football around or whatever it is, you know, that you do as a guy, you know, go play Frisbee golf like my friend Don Pablo with his guys. You know, it's better to be with your friend and spend time with them and actually get to know them and fellowship with them than it is to just look at pictures of them on Instagram or read their status update on Facebook. You you get to know somebody by spending time with them. And that's really what it means when you hear people say, you know, the secret place or my quiet time with God. That's really what that means. So if you're if you're new to Christianity, if you're a new believer and you're like, I don't even know what that means, that's really all that means. That's just kind of Christianese talk. We call it for um, hanging out with the Lord. And that looks different for everybody, you guys. Um, intimacy with God can be, you know, it doesn't have to be like getting up at 4 a.m. and and go sitting in a prayer, your prayer closet, you know, and talking to the Lord and praying and going through the Bible. That that might be what it looks like for you. That might be the season that God's got you in and what he's called you to. But it also may, talking to the Lord and hanging out with the Lord may look just exactly that. It may be, you know, driving down the road like I was coming to the studio today and I'm having a full on conversation with the Lord the entire way here. You know, it's an ongoing thing. It doesn't have to be a set time of day. There, nobody does it. Or, there's no wrong way and right way, I guess is what I'm trying to say. There's no formula to it. It's just like a conversation that you would have with a friend. And it may start out kind of like feeling weird to you at first. The first few times you do it, it, it may help you to like, it always helps to get in the word, but it may help you to like get out your favorite scripture, get in the Bible, read that, and then just start, you know, maybe talking to the Lord. Okay, God, um, what does the scripture mean? You know, what, do you, what, what do you want to speak to me? A fresh revelation about this scripture today. I mean, it can be as simple as that. You guys, that is what friendship with the Lord looks like. That's how it can start. It can be, um, as intimate as you want it to be. The invitation is open and that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, if you've got your Bibles out, the scripture I'm going to pull from today is in song of songs. Also known. Some Bible translations have it as song of Solomon in your translation. So turn with me to song of songs. It's kind of in the middle of your Bible. It's right by Psalms. And you can find it. And we're going to be in chapter two. And I'm going to read to you from verse 10. Now, again, you guys, I'm reading from the Passion Translation and from the HCSB today. So um, it may sound a little bit different than your translation, but don't worry about that. Song of Songs, chapter two, verse 10. Arise, my dearest. Hurry, my darling. Come along with me. I have come, as you have asked, to draw you to my heart and lead you out. For now is the time, my beautiful one. And I love this scripture so much. Like I said, you can read it in a couple of different translations and it sounds different. But I I love it because here is this, you know, Solomon the king was talking to his Shulamite woman who was going to be his bride. And he's saying, come away with me. You know, you've asked for this. You've cried out to me for this. You've asked me to draw your heart to me and lead you out. Well, I'm here to do that. You know, that's what I'm here for. That is what is being said here by King Solomon in this scripture. And what I love about this is Song of Songs is a message to me. um, And a lot of theologians will say that it's a love letter to us from the Lord. It is God's heart for us. It is a picture of Christ and the church, the groom and the bride. So when you read this in in all the places where it, it says the groom or the bridegroom, that's the Lord. And whenever you hear the places of the bride, that's you as the church as a whole, but also you as a person. So um, it's very intimate, isn't it? It sounds even romantic, I would say. 
And I love that about the Lord. I love that, that he says to us, here I am. You've called out to me. It says right here in verse 10, I've come as you have asked to draw you out, to draw you to my heart and lead you out to me. And I love that so much. And that's what he's saying to you today. Whoever's listening, whoever's watching us on our YouTube channel, Jesus is drawing you to himself always. He's always pursuing you. But specifically today, my message to you is he wants to call you to come away with him. He wants you to encounter him. Like we talked about on last week's show with Ginger, she had a physical, emotional, spiritual, like a, a true natural and supernatural encounter with the Lord in the middle of the night laying in her bed. And that's the kind of thing that, you know, I've cried out to for the Lord for many years myself. And it's such a beautiful thing when you have that encounter and um, you get to know him more and he speaks to you straight from his heart because we can always hear his voice in the word, right? We're always hearing from him and we're always hearing his Holy Spirit speaking to us. And when we can go um, into that secret place with him, that place where we go to get away with him in the spirit, you can just close our eyes and say, Lord, I want to be with you. And you're just instantly in his presence. That's what we're talking about today. Encountering the Lord, you know, his desire, the father's desire. He's always calling us to, to come away with him, but his desire is, and always will be to have a deep, intimate, personal one-on-one relationship with each and every one of us, you know, we're his children, we're his sons and daughters. He wants to draw us in. Like it says in verse 10, he wants to literally like romance us, woo us into his presence. And when we're in his presence, we get filled with peace we get healing, we get revelation, we get direction, we get counsel, we get godly wisdom, um, all kinds of cool stuff. Um, like I said last week, and, and I always say, you can't encounter the Lord, you can't encounter your Savior, you can't encounter Jesus without coming away different, without coming away transformed and changed every single time, every single time, whether it's the first time you encounter him on the day of your salvation, and you'll be forever changed like all of us. Or if it's, you know, after multiple times of being in his presence, every time you come out of your quiet time, your secret place time with him, you're going to be changed. Whether you were in the word, whether you were having a conversation with the Holy Spirit about something going on in your life, whether you were praying for somebody else, you know, interceding for someone, you're always going to come away from that encounter changed because that's how the Lord is. He's, he's amazing that way. And the Lord wants to help us stay in close, intimate, ongoing, conversational relationship with him. He wants to keep us full to the brim with the Holy Spirit, because when we're full of the Holy Spirit, we're ultimately the most equipped and empowered to, to live our lives on this earth because we live in a fallen world and it helps us with that. But it also equips us to encounter other people and minister to them and bring the life of Jesus, the Holy Spirit to them and, you know, bring the kingdom our, you know, his kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven. That's what we're called to do about as believers, you know, and it's all about the Holy Spirit. You guys, you know, he's the power that Jesus left for us as a gift. He's with us everywhere we go all the time. The Holy Spirit's with you in, in your, in your home. He's with you in every situation you're in, whether it's chaos or stress that you're feeling, maybe on the job, the Holy Spirit's there. You can tap into that and ask him to bring you peace. If you're feeling anxious about something, your kids are going through you can talk to the Holy Spirit and have him give you peace about that. He'll give you direction about how to pray for your kids and practical things of what to do with your kids. Um, that's a gift of intimacy with the Holy Spirit. And and that's who he is. So he wants, the Lord wants us to stay up 
stay filled up with this Holy Spirit. And that's part of what you do in your quiet time. That's one of the benefits um, of encounter. That's one of the fruits of encounter is staying filled up with the Holy Spirit. And I want to give you some practical, a few practical ways to do that today. One of the ways to stay filled up with the Holy Spirit is to be intentional about it. Like we talked about whether, you know, you're, it's a daily thing, whether you get up and you start your day with him, having a purposeful, um, quiet time where you go and sit, um, and read the Bible and pray, or whether it's just like I talked about, sometimes I don't have time for that every day. Sometimes I wake up late, you know, like I did today. And then I'm rushing around to get to the studio and do the show. So I talk to the Lord in the car, you know, talk to him in the shower, whatever. He's always with you. So you can talk to him anytime, but it's a daily intimacy with him and whatever works for you. Some people aren't morning people. You know, I'm a morning person. Uh, a lot of my friends call me Susie Sunshine. You know, I wake up happy. I wake up chatty. Um, that's just who I am. Uh, I try to live on the positive side of things. I'm always pointing out the positive. That's just part of my personality. But other people aren't like that. And that's okay, too. Like my husband, he's the complete opposite of me in many ways. But one of the biggest ways is he's not a morning person. He's a night person. So when I'm winding down at night, he's just getting started. He's just getting cranked up. He's just getting chatty. Um, My husband, John, he's like in the mornings, he's holding a cup of coffee and just barely making it through the, you know, wake up time in our sunroom where we sit and kind of have our coffee in the mornings. And I have a million things to say to him and a million things to talk about. And he's just like, whoa, baby, you know, let me have my coffee first. Like I got to wake up. And he literally has to sit there and drink his whole cup of coffee before he can really have any kind of meaningful conversation. And that's just how he is. So that's a perfect example. John's not the type of person that would have a morning encounter with quiet time, secret place time with the Lord. He, he probably would talk to the Lord on his way to work and and throughout his day, but he's going to get the most out of his conversation with the Lord at night because he's a night guy and I'm a morning person. So whatever works for you, there's no, like I said, there's no rules here. God's not all about the rules. Let's don't get into religion. People, you know, we like to leave the religion out of it. It's about relationship. So God created each and every one of us different. So if you're a morning person, great. If you're a night person, great, whatever it is and everything in between you do you boo boo and just be with the Lord, whatever works best for you. Cause that's how Jesus is, right? He just wants to talk to you. And so be intentional about that. Whatever it looks like for you. All I'm saying is go for it at that time. Be intentional because if you're not intentional, then the day slips away and you realize in the middle of the night when you're having trouble sleeping and you're really anxious about something going on the next day and you've got a headache, like all these things, you're like, oh, wait, I didn't spend any time with the Lord today and I'm all jacked up. And that might be why. All right, Lord, let's talk. Bring me some peace. So be intentional so you can stay filled up with the Lord. Another way that I want to encourage you to be practical about staying filled up with the Lord And staying in that secret place is be purposeful about it. Be purposeful. Keep yourself full of the Holy Spirit every day. And there's an example that I like to use that I feel like the Lord gave me um, from the word. And it's in Matthew chapter 25. So I just want to read this to you real quick. You might be familiar with this passage. It's Matthew 25. It's about, it's the parable of the 10 virgins. So I'm just going to read you a little bit um, here. Matthew chapter 25. Verse one, then the kingdom of heaven will be like 10 virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the groom. Five of them were foolish and five were sensible. When the foolish took their lamps, they didn't take olive oil with them, but the sensible ones took oil in their flasks with their lamps. Since the groom was delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. In the middle of the night, there was a shout. 
here's the groom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins got up and trimmed their lamps. But the foolish ones said to the sensible ones, give us some of your oil because our lamps are going out. The sensible ones answered, no, there won't be enough for us and for you. Go instead to those who sell and buy oil for yourselves. When they had gone to buy some, the groom arrived. Then those who were ready who were ready, went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later, the rest of the virgins also came and said, Master, Master, open up for us. But he replied, I assure you, I don't know you. Therefore, be alert, because you don't know either the day or the hour. And listen, this scripture used to really, like, confuse me. I was kind of scared of it because I was like, oh, I don't understand what that means. It's like, always be ready. Like, uh, what is that? It put like anxiety on me. And then the Holy Spirit was speaking to me about it when I was reading it one day. And he's like, first of all, my voice doesn't come to bring you anxiety. So that's not me. Fear is not from the Lord, you guys. Right. How many know that? So um, he just told me, he's like, listen, what I want you to understand about this verse, Carla, is, you know, I've called you to go out into the world. He's called all of us as believers to go out into the world and share the good news and be his disciples and minister his heart and his love to people. And he says, one of the ways that you have to do that is you have to stay filled up with the Holy spirit and empowered by him in order to go and do all he's calling you to do. You know, these other girls, the other virgins did not stay filled up. They didn't keep the oil in their lamp. Okay. And it tells me in my notes from that, that all in the scriptures is a metaphor for the Holy spirit who brings us revelation of the word of God and power for ministry. Okay. So if the all in that scripture is a metaphor for the Holy spirit, he's telling us all in that scripture that we need to stay full of the Holy spirit to go out full of revelation and wisdom. And also in the power of the Holy spirit to do all that God has called us to do. So we got to stay filled up you guys, not just for our own intimacy with the Lord and to have a relationship with him and to have peace and all that other stuff. But we also stay filled up so that we can be equipped to do all he's called us to do and to shine the light of Jesus everywhere we go to bring heaven to earth everywhere we go as we're called as believers to do, you know, time getting filled up with the Holy spirit is always time well spent. He fills us up with all of his fruits. You know, Paul tells us in Galatians that the Holy Spirit fills us up with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And you know what, you guys, I can tell you for me personally, I, I can tell when I'm not staying full of the Holy Spirit, when I'm not getting filled up, when I'm not being purposeful, when I haven't been intentional that day, because a perfect example is like, driving on the highways here, you know, anybody on the roads pulls in, cuts me off. And I'm like, Oh no, you didn't, you know, and I get an attitude and I get all aggravated and I can just feel the frustration building. And then I'm like, Oh wait, I feel like, uh, I didn't have my God time today. And I can tell cause I am quite irritable. That's a perfect example. I got to stay filled up. I have to be purposeful of getting full of the Holy spirit. Okay. So be like the, the 10 virgins that, that had the oil in their lamps. That's what the example that the Lord's trying to show us that that metaphor is for right there. You know, we have a call in our lives. We have a destiny in the kingdom, you know, and we need that all of the Holy spirit to be there and filling us up so that we can be ready for all that God is calling us to. So we can be equipped. Okay. And then the last way that we um, can stay full of the Holy Spirit in a real practical way is to be passionate about his word. 
you know, fall in love with reading the word, you guys. And if you have, like, I used to have trouble with this. And if you're one of those people like me that you knew you were supposed to read the Bible, I did it out of habit. I did it out of requirement. Really, I think I was kind of religious about it. I didn't do it out of love for the word or care for any of that. I did it because I thought I was supposed to, and I was trying to be a good girl, you know, and a good believer. And I wasn't reading the word for the right reasons. And so I just talked to the Lord about it. I knew he was calling me to meet him in his word, but I didn't enjoy it. A lot of times I didn't understand what I was reading, um, especially some of that Old Testament stuff, you guys. It gets really heavy. And I'm just like, what in the world? And so I just prayed about it. And I talked with a friend and I asked her to pray for me. And I was like, I really want to enjoy the word like God calls us to. I know that it's powerful. I know that it's important. I want to do it for the right reasons, but I really want to glean from it what God's trying to do in my life and what he's trying to teach me about himself. Because I think most of all, we learn about who the truth about who God is and who Jesus is and who the Holy Spirit is and how to live as a believer. And that's all found in the word. And that happened for me. My friend prayed for me. And also I found the passion translation. When I got into the passion translation, you guys, that's when I really started getting passionate about the word. And I know that that's the anointing that's on this particular translation is to help people get passionate about the word. So if that's you, check it out. You can Google it. It's the passion translation and just see what you think about it. Everybody likes a different translation, but that one's really helped me do it not out of obligation or duty, but out of a desire to know the Lord in a more authentic an intimate way. And when we read his word, we can really more fully know and understand his heart and his nature, you know, and being full of the Holy Spirit. So you want to be purposeful. You want to be intentional. You want to be passionate about staying connected to the Lord so that you can have those Holy Spirit times and those encounters. And that's what I want to talk to you about. Lastly, you know, like Ginger talked about last week, my guest on the show, she had this incredible encounter with the Lord one night in the middle of the night in her bedroom. And she came to a church that I was speaking at and she shared that testimony and I had her pray for me to have that kind of encounter. And not too long after that, I did. I was on a trip. I was at a women's event at a women's conference and um, I went forward for prayer and I had at the altar, I had this incredible encounter with the Lord and it was life changing for me, just like I knew it would be. I had been praying for the Lord, you know, all the time. I was like, Lord, I want to encounter you in a greater way. You know, I want to be where you're at. Like I read about in the Bible, you know, John, the beloved talks about being in the spirit. You know, he was up in the heavenly places all the time. I mean, he wrote the whole book of Revelation, you know, by a spiritual encounter. And then, you know, there's people like um, Paul in the Bible. He talks about having an encounter with the Lord. And he's like, I don't know if I was in my body or out of my physical body. I don't even know. You know, and he talks about that. And then don't even get me started on the visions that Ezekiel had in the Bible. And I think Isaiah is another one in the Old Testament that had some incredible encounters with the Lord. And like I said, in the New Testament, Paul and John and and other people. And so I was just like, Lord, I want to be I know that you're still doing the things that you did in the Bible. I want to have some of these encounters with you. I want to know you more. Um, I want to know your heart for me. I want to hear what you have to say about me in greater measure. I want to see heaven. I know it's a real place. I don't want to have to die to go to heaven. I want to see some of these cool things that John, the beloved talks about in the Bible. I want to see your throne room. And so I just got really, um, I don't know. I feel like the Lord put a desire in my heart to cry out for those things. A lot of times when we're praying, that's what he does. He puts a desire in our heart and then we pray that desire back to the father. 
And that's what I started doing. So that night in California at the altar, after a very powerful message that I'd heard that night, I went forward and had my own incredible encounter with the Lord. And, um, you know, I, I was able to meet with him in this beautiful garden. You know, we, we hear people talk about the secret place and, and walking the garden. There's a bunch of beautiful gospel songs about walking through the garden with the Lord. And I literally got to do that and, um, just had an incredible time with him and I'll never be the same. You guys, I was completely transformed and I came home and I wrote about it. The Lord, the Holy Spirit's like, listen, this is for other people. I want you to write it down. I want you to make your story available to other people that have a desire in their heart to encounter me and to know me more. And so I wrote about it and I put it in my new book, Come Away With Me, An Invitation to Encounters with Your Beloved King. You can buy it. You can get it on my website, carlaswanigan.com. And that's Carla with a K. Um, there's a whole tab on there that that tells you about the book and um gives you a little introduction to the book and and we'll ship that to you free of charge once you order it there on the website. But you guys encounter encountering him is more about just a supernatural experience. It's really about knowing what God wants to share with you at this season in your life and knowing the truth about him and letting him fill you up and letting him heal you and letting him transform you. He's calling all of us in this season to come away with him. That's really happening a lot right now. And so I just encourage you, if that's been a desire in your heart, start asking him for that. Say, listen, God, I, you know, like Carla said, I don't want to have to die to go to heaven and have some of these spiritual encounters. I want what you have for me right now. You know, I say all the time, you know, I feel like the gifts that God has for us is like this huge banqueting table. And I don't want to get to heaven after my time here on this earth. And I pass away and go to heaven and find out that I had all this food available to me on the banqueting table and I didn't eat any of it. You know, because I thought I had to wait to heaven to get to have it. I know that there are things that he wants for us to partner with him and experience here on this earth. And that's what this book is all about. So I encourage you to check it out on my website, carlaswanigan.com. It's come away with me and it's all about my story. I give you the details of my encounter and I take you through some prayers and some journaling activities that'll help you have your own encounter with him. And I just really encourage you to check it out. But I want to pray for you right now for everybody listening. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I pray that you help us encounter you. I pray that you bring us into the secret place. I pray that you fill us up, Holy Spirit, and you um, just speak your truth to us. You transform us. You heal us. You walk us through um, the beautiful places that you've set aside and put to encounter you, Lord. I pray all these things in the mighty and holy name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you guys for tuning in today. Just remember, leave religion out of it and just bring Jesus. We hope you were blessed by today's episode of Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan. Please go to carlaswanigan.com to listen to podcasts, see where Carla will be speaking, and to find out about all of Carla Swanigan Ministries' resources, including her video devotional series. Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. We depend on your prayers and donations. Please go to carlaswanigan.com for ways you can partner with Carla in reaching listeners with God's love and grace. Please join us again next Saturday at 4 p.m. for Scandalous Grace with Carlos Swanigan.